Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, this is Annabeth Gish, and you're listening to Zach and Dustin on $2 Late Fee. Before there was IMDb.com, there was Zach and Dustin. You know those guys who think they know everything about a movie without having to go on the internet to look it up? That's us, but maybe only for the years 1981 through mid-1989. No, I'd say late 1978 through early 1992. (laughs) Either way, we know movies. And even more specifically, we know soundtracks from those movies. Yeah. This is $2 Late Fee with Zach and Dustin. This is the podcast where we pick a movie and soundtrack from our youth that we loved and see if it still holds up today. All in the spirit of positivity and togetherness. Thanks for listening. On to the show. They were the last days of innocence. Do y'all think Carson and Harley have premarital sex? <gasps> Malina, gross! Have you ever Frenched a girl in the ear? Yes. My God, Chip, who'd you do this with? Nobody. For four best friends who wanted it to last. <laughs> forever. I love y'all so much. Y'all are going off to college. And you're gonna forget me. <laughs> She's wrecked her face. (laughs) Because for one weekend in the summer of 63, you could still trust your heart. I'm not going anywhere with you. Well, don't play hard to get. You might miss something. Take a chance. What am I going to do? I love him so much, I feel sick. Follow your heart. I want him to take me in his arms and crush me with passion. And make a dream come true. I know you're going to be... Very happy. And if you're not, there's always divorce. Melania! Shag, a great time you'll remember forever. I'm... I'm... I'm blown away. I'm blown away. I'm blown away. I'm I'm so stoked right now that we have a special guest on our show. You're blown away by it, huh? I'm blown away. It's a, it's I had it's, to 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 call in the big guns for this one. I had to I had to call in some favors. You sure did. For I'm this special exciting. guest. I'm a pretty exciting guest. So I understand. <laughs> you would think you would think that, you know, it might be uh uh simple to call one's wife nope. up on the phone. Not this one. Uh, nope, nope. Just and be like, hey, can you, would you, how are you? Um, you know, would you like to be on 
a very special episode. A very of, special. Very episode. special. That's how he got very me. Special. It was a very special yeah. episode. And that's what. And that's how I wrote her. And I said a very special. Getting and kidnapped like, and other things that happen on very special episodes. Oh yes, it was yes. usually a kidnapping or like a maybe something racy happened at school or something, but a trip to the uh, or the drugs sometimes. Yeah, of the store. Yeah. I got yeah. some video games to show you. I, I both loved and hated very special episodes. You know, know, it was like, because you wanted it to be like the funny, normal episode, but you also kind of loved the drama of it. But I think there was a different strokes where... <laughs> Fresh Prince there of were, There were a couple. I mean, Fresh, Dudley. Fresh Prince. Dudley. When he gets Poor Dudley. The bicycle man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All that stuff. And I, I was going to mention a very special episode of Degrassi, but they were all very special episodes. <laughs> There was there was school shootings. There was uh, in both the the new and the old. Um, there was there were some... school shootings. Yeah, I forgot about Drake. That. Drake got shot and was in a wheelchair. Oh yeah, Jimmy. Jimmy. Yeah, like we were the Drake. Who's now Drake? Yeah, like yes. Oh, his yeah, real name is in... Aub- Aubrey. Aubrey. Yeah, that's his name, right? Um, it's hard out there for an Aubrey. It could be. Aubrey Plaza's doing great. She's doing great. Uh, but a male Aubrey? Uh, anyways, anyways this is a very special episode. This is I'm a very here. special. <laughs> it is a very special episode. But what I do want to say is that a lot of our episodes are very special in that special. Zach usually shares some kind of trauma. So if we're equating very special with trauma, then they're all really special because it's like, oh, Zach almost got kidnapped. Zach, you know, got hit by a car. Zach, you know, <laughs> broke his hand at summer camp. You know, all, all these things. This um, is... I never went to summer camp. Well, Me when you were working, I didn't you were working, you were working at summer camp. Yeah. And you, oh, oh the, yes. That, that's the one I'm talking about where you injured your mm-hmm. hand and you had to stage a walkout. Oh, that's right. <laughs> um, <laughs> because they would not, they like docked your pay or something. They did. They yeah. did. How dare they? What? Yeah. And that yeah, was they, the summer camp, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah they oh. wouldn't, uh, they wouldn't, because I had to take a day off. I had to go to the hospital to get my broken finger mended, examined. Oh, so you weren't working. If you're not I working, work- you're not going to get paid, Zach. That's yeah, just the way it is. I- <laughs> I'm sorry. Right. <laughs> no but- workman's comp at the, at, the, at the camp. It's not happening. But this is special because it's, uh, yeah, it's your, uh, it's your wife. Dustin. It's, it's my wife, Erin Rubin. Erin yeah. is yeah. A, a voice actress. She is a producer. She is a a a shag aficionado. If I dare, she's a baker. If I, I don't want you to amp so it up bold. too much. She's a she's a macrame Let's maker. Turn it down a little. Yeah. Well, for today's movie, Shag from 1989. This was a movie that, uh, well, this movie is significant for two reasons. One, I believe that it really is our first kind of coming of age, uh, f- female coming of age movie from the 80s. There, there are not a lot of there them aren't out there. There aren't a lot there. of them. There really yeah. aren't. And this one is really uh, done, done incredibly well and really, um, you know, speaks to the, uh, to the female coming of age uh, plight in uh, well, it doesn't take place in the eighties. It it takes place earlier, but but I was not aware, uh, Aaron, of your love for this. I mean, I knew of your love for this movie, but it wasn't until we sat down together where I was like, oh, like she knows this movie. Like you, you really know this movie. You knew all the lines. You 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 know you knew all the music. Uh, you were really it's embedded. Um, 
Yeah, it's in there. yeah. It was like one of those, like it's in your D- DNA, and I was like, whoa, double take, because I don't know of another movie that um, I can say you have that experience with, probably. Um, I probably know Dazed and Confused pretty well. Mm-hmm. I could probably That's quote cool. that one pretty sure. well, but um, not Big Trouble in Little China. I mean, that's up there, too. That's up there, too. Um, Yeah, those would probably be the top. I I watched True Romance a lot, too, in college. Those were all kind of like... Another great one. On the loose, those were. But um, it was interesting to watch Shag with you guys, because I never... I don't think I've ever... In the many, many, many times that I've seen it, I don't think I've ever watched it with any fellas. Mm. So it was a couple of dudes. I was like, hey, dudes, what do you what do you guys think of this? You know, there's ladies and there's love. There's dancing. There's dancing. (laughs) Um, So it was interesting. It was I and I don't know if you were laughing to like humor me and make me feel like, oh, we're all watching a movie together. But I don't think that's really your style. You guys are nice enough to do that. But I don't think that's why you were doing it. But it was interesting to, to watch it with you guys and see you guys enjoy it. Because it does yeah. feel like, because I've always watched it with my girls. Like, it's always been like a sleepover movie or like a bachelorette party movie. Uh. <laughs> Do you get self-conscious? Do you get self-conscious when you show someone a movie that's near and dear to your heart? Do you get self-conscious when watching it with that person? A little bit. A little bit in the sense that I feel protective of it a little bit. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And, you know, I just want it. I, I figured you probably wouldn't have the same love that I have for it just because it's so ingrained in my heart. But um, but I was happy to see that you, that you were enjoying it. Well, I, I know specifically we chose this movie. I, I mean, I didn't know your love of it, but we chose it knowing this was going to be the pre-episode to our interview with Annabeth Gish, right? The star of Shag, one of the stars. And so Dustin and I were like <laughs> talking about what 80s so movies excited. we should cover, right? And so should we cover Hiding Out? Well, we kind of talk about Hiding Out in our Top 5 Keiths episode. And we talked to Keith Coogan about Hiding Out a little bit. It's a good so one. So maybe not that one. Mystic Pizza? Uh, that one's just kind of cliche, you know? It's like that's another it's female been done. coming. Yeah, it's been done. Everyone talks yep. about it. Everyone knows about it. But Shag, Shag is is kind of like an under the radar. It really is. I remember when it came out. Yeah, I watched it, you know, with my besties in like late junior high, early high school. Like that was like our slumber party go to. Um, And then I guess I just didn't watch it. I just didn't know anybody else who knew it. You know, it wasn't like a mainstream type deal. So um, it wasn't like a Mystic Pizza or something like that. You know, it was um, so nobody ever talked about it. And then um, a couple of years ago, I was at a bachelorette party. It was a small one, um, and we were looking for movies to watch, and I don't know who mentioned it, and I was like, ah! and it was the same type of thing for them, though. It was like their go-to movie back in the day. Really? And so we all knew the songs. We all knew the lines. Like, it was very, and so, you know, it was a very um, love bug moment. Because this movie did bomb when it came out. It was a bomb. Like, Yeah, I don't right. know anyone yeah. who, I don't know how we found it back in the day. Yeah, but um, I'm sure it was... you didn't see it in the theater, right? It, mm-hmm. it, this was a this was a video rental. Yeah, this was a video rental. I think that um, it was a big VHS 
I think that one of the girls, we used to have slumber parties a lot, like every weekend. And um, so I think one of the girls owned it. And that, so every weekend we're like, let's watch Shaq. And I think, I think uh, personally, I haven't seen it since it came out on VHS. I remember renting it, not, maybe not renting it, maybe watching it on on cable. Yeah. Yeah. There was no action. There was no exploding. There was no ghosts. There were no It doesn't look like it's going to be good, honestly. And you look at the cover and you're like, (laughs) I don't know. At the time, I was a huge fan of, of everybody in the movie. And we'll kind of run down the cast a little bit. Great cast. uh, but yeah, Bridget Fonda, obviously Phoebe Cates. This is one of the last movies she she was kind of starting to wrap up her career a little bit. She stopped she stopped making movies in 1994, um, oh, wow. full time. And but this is you know this is obviously she did this before Gremlins two, um, kind of a big deal. And yeah, Scott Coffee you mentioned. I mean, I we love him from some kind of wonderful, but he was also in. A lot. He's been in a ton of stuff. Um, he's great in Tank Girl. I love that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Annabeth Gish, obviously, we mentioned, and we have an upcoming interview in two weeks. <laughs> two weeks, folks. It's a great interview. It is really a great. I mean, we say that with a lot of interviews, but it's really all good. your interviews are great. Um, I then, loved it. it she's, she's fantastic. Special. But we'll we'll get to that in two weeks. Uh, Paige. Well, I want to get back. To, I want to come back to Paige Hannah for a second. Uh, Robert Russler plays Buzz. Robert Russler, obviously from Weird Science, a name, Nightmare on Elm Street Part Two. So I would get how I'm always confused with Nick Corey, aka mm, Jesu mm-hmm. Garcia, because Nick Corey was in uh, the first Nightmare on Elm Street, and like these guys look the same. They Similar. Can they really do. They really do. Corey I mean, too. all in three the of those best guys. Way mm-hmm. possible. Yes. But uh, but Robert was in Thrashing. Tommy Hook. I mean, it's an iconic role as one of the the, the, the leader of the bad the bad boy, um, bad bad you know, boy. skate gang bad Josh bad, Brolin's bad bad boy. nemesis <laughs> nemesis. Um, Jimmy Valentine is played by mm-hmm. Jeff Yeager. Yeah, he's he been actually in a bunch of stuff, bunch of stuff. Um, is he in V? You know, the, the TV show V was that him? Oh yeah 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 he was yeah. in V. Yeah, yeah good call good call. Um, but then I'm gonna go back come back to Paige Hannah who I didn't know this until we started watching it, that she was related to Daryl Hannah. Yeah. She's Daryl Hannah's sister. Daryl uh, sister. I recognized her from my favorite creep show two segment, The Raft. <laughs> she plays wow. the, the uh, for those who haven't seen Creep Show 2 or who have never read The Skeleton Crew, Stephen King's collection of short stories, which I think, in my opinion, is the best collection of short stories that he's ever done the raft is about uh, these these dudes and these these two guys these two girls that go out to a lake go on the raft and there's this black thing floating in the water and it comes towards them and one by one it starts taking them into the water it's like a man-eating blob Mm -hmm. she's Mm -hmm. she's one of the victims Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I she and Jeff Yeager that. have both been on Murder She Wrote. Yeah, she's in a pivotal, pivotal Murder She Wrote. Yeah, for those that don't know, Dustin watched. and Aaron both champion Murder She Wrote as much as I champion Miami Vice. Oh, I champion Miami Vice too. Come on now. Yeah, I mean, who doesn't champion Miami Vice? But you champion these shows for different reasons, right? Because Miami Vice, it's like that's a cool show. I mean, yeah. 
JB Fletcher, it's Aaron and I have <laughs> discussed this. Fletcher. Like JB is very Angela Lansbury. She's the nosiest character on television, right? She's, she's amazing. Just, she's just so she's doing everything for free. You know, she she meddles. She you know Eating she really point. is. Sometimes she'll wear a pussy bow and pearls together, and yep. she pulls it Think off. Think about that. Think about that. I mean, it's um, she's amazing. She figures shit out. I mean, she pays attention to everything. She's seen. She sees somebody. She sees dead bodies every week. Every week, you know, every it's day. like every day. Every day. Some of them are her people she knows, yeah. and you know, but she's gonna I mean, have a lot of PTSD. It's, it's, from it's that. a lot. It's a lot. And she, every week, she still figures out how to help people and 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 solve those crimes. That's a lot she's, of trauma. Yeah. She and she's an awesome herself. single lady. She's a widow. Yeah. She doesn't drive. Um, she's on a bicycle a lot of the time. So she'll just kind of bicycle her way up to the murder scene. She'll be like, hey, Sheriff, what's happening? But that's a good opportunity for yeah. people to have conversations about what's happening in the case. Yeah, it is. Because she is. has to get a it's, ride somewhere. It's the perfect time. Yep. She was taking Lyft before it was a thing. Yep. But Miami would, Vice, would... too. I mean, that's <laughs> Dustin and Ed. <laughs> A lot of good modes of transportation in Miami Vice. Also, oh, usually, are, usually a fucking awesome boat or an awesome car. I mean, but one of our first phone whole... conversations, Dustin called, and I was real excited because I had caught the pilot. That's right. You were watching the marathon. It was like we, we were Vice just marathon. like just yeah, starting that. today, like just barely. So like he called, and I was all nervous. Like, oh hi, ah, hi, boy, calling me that I like. Um, he was like, hey, I was like what like, you doing? Watching Miami Vice, and I was like, "Oh, should I have said that? I don't know." Like, but I was real excited about it. <laughs> it was it was amazing. How you don't you, you don't meet? get to see pilots very often. How'd, you know, how like did you guys meet. No, you don't get to see pilots. Well, I mean, now it's like you see that you saw them back in the day when they no, were on, but that's like right. to see the, right. the origin stories of these things, like Even, to see yes, Tubbs and Crockett meet. It's like wow. So we're not ex- ignoring you, Zach. We're just no, very, no, no. Uh, we met at work. Impa- yeah. We're- <laughs> Very hey. passionate about this. I was like, "Who's that tall yeah. drink of water?" We we met actually at the water cooler. Um, Aaron had pink shoes on, and I hot said, pink. "Those are amazing." Hot pink, like hot, hot pink, pink sneakers. Wow, yeah. I said, "Those are amazing shoes." I was like, "Thanks, gotta go." But I probably said it like this: "It's like, oh, those are amazing shoes, ma'am." I was like, "Thanks, guy." I'm sure I was like, oh, thank you. <laughs> no, you <weren't>. Skittered away. <laughs> Cute boy talked to me. <laughs> and he'd like come over to my cubicle and be like, can I use your stapler? He'd use the, the, the printer by my desk. So he'd come yeah, over I was, and chat I was with going me. out of my way. I was going out of my way. I was, the, the printer was not near me at all. And I would print to that printer, and I'd be like, can I borrow your stapler? And Aaron inexplicably <laughs> had three different kinds of staplers. Like, you you got to be ready. The, you got to yeah. be ready. You don't know when you a cute boy is going to need something needs. stapled. Yeah, that's right. So, you know. <laughs> so, yeah. If, if I can give one piece that's... of advice to ladies out there, just have the staplers ready. <laughs> be ready. You don't know. It's good advice. It's good advice. brush up on Murder, She Wrote. Yeah. I mean, that's and... for everybody. That's... I mean, we I mean, just saw an episode where they took clips from an, a movie and repurposed them as though they were flashbacks in a murder case in the episode and had the people on the episode to be ooh, the that, characters that they were in the movie. 
Nobody does enough. that. Cool. Nobody does that. Yeah, it's crazy. There, there's this. Uh, this is the last. It thing was real there's cool. A, there's this I movie mean, from. It's murder she wrote. <laughs> it was from the 40s. It was called Strange Bargain, and it was it was just about a guy whose boss wants to kill himself, but then has to make it look like a murder, so he gets the insurance. And so for his family. No, for his family, and it's and Harry Morgan from Mash is in it, and um, and. Uh, some other folks that are escaping me right now, but anyway, yeah. So they so they just kind of repurpose this whole episode around this story and this movie, and they're flashing back to scenes from the movie, and they're they're rewriting the ending, and they have the original people. It's so it's it, it was cool. it was really cool. Sounds great. Really, groundbra- really groundbreaking. I mean, it doesn't sound like Miami yeah. Vice, but no. But I will say, when we do Vice or Murder, it's going to be a lot of fun. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure so look look forward to that on patreon <clears throat> yeah start watching Miami Vice too again um, great so good shag it doesn't surprise me that it didn't do well because i think also hollywood in general is such a sexist uh industry oh, yeah. you know yeah. where they're like oh no one's gonna want to see a coming of age girl movie and but everybody and- wants to see bridget fonda in a bikini <laughs> right that was the big selling point. I remember in the trailer too. <laughs> Melina. Uh, but the the I mean, I love this movie. I love it too. It's so sweet. It's so fun. The music's great. Everybody in it is so good. Like I I feel like the the friendships feel really sincere. Yes, they do. And mm-hmm. again, like I'm talking like all of this probably is like coming from my like thirteen year old self being like, Oh my god, they're best friends. Um, but but even rewatching it, it didn't feel. I was trying to watch it from a, a, a new perspective, from a um, an adulty perspective. From an adulty perspective, from a I've seen a gajillion movies at this point in my old lady life, and looking at it with those eyes, and I still felt like it was very sincere. I felt like the relationships were sincere. I felt like the characters were, you know, true to themselves throughout. And, you know, it just, it, and, you know, they're certainly stereotypical characters, but, um, they're just done so well. I do. I, there were stereotypical characters, but I think also there's characters that surprised you where you went, oh, because obviously, uh, Annabeth is not cool. It's like an, it's an, it's, it's an ensemble film. Everybody has their arc, but, uh, and we talked to Annabeth about that in the, in our interview with her, that. She's really the one that goes through the biggest transformation um, emotionally through this film and yeah. deals with some issues, I think, that are very relevant today. And her, her the, I, w- I don't want to call her boyfriend, but the guy that, you know, the guy who's, guy's into her. Chip. 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 Uh, played Chip. by Scott Coffey. Oh, they're who, so cute together. So cute, but they're just like. like- I just knew him from some kind of wonderful originally. I know he's been in a bunch of other things too, but. Uh, He's got, he also has a great arc where you just don't expect his character to be mm-hmm. the one to kind of be the romantic True. cool guy. You know, you figure it's going to be Robert Russeller, who's right. Has, he doesn't Buzz. really change a whole lot. You know? Buzz Kavanaugh. Buzz. Buzz. He's a sweet potato. He's a sweet potato. Yeah, it's like and they think, yeah. and they and you get to see different sides of the characters, which I like too. So even if they're stereotypical, you know, like even if. Um, you know, Malena is, you know, the bombshell. Yeah. You get to see the other side of her. You get to see like the, the real person behind it of like, 
I'm not going to college. I'm not marrying up. Like, I need, like, I, I'm, I've got to work with my looks. Like, you see her, like, even though it's just, like, a tiny scene, you still get the real person side of her character. And a yeah. lot of sympathy like. for her, too. Yeah. Knowing those kind of people in our lives that we've known or we've heard of that rely on thinking that their looks are the only thing that's going to get them ahead in life. That's really sad. It's really sad. But she's also a smarty at the end because she's like, it's not Jimmy Valentine. It's his manager. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Like>, she's <laughs> right? also got little business smarts in there. She yeah, knows. Sure does. She knows. <laughs> Would you say that uh, Luann, played by Paige Hannah, is probably the most uh, cliche of the bunch? Probably. But, the cliche um, nerd. Goody, goody. But it's also a side that I think a lot of people... You know, like each one of them, I think, has something that you relate to in some way, too, which I liked. Um, You know, I think that Annabeth's character, Pudge, is probably the most, like, everyday girl kind of one that you relate to, you know. But, um, you know, Luann is kind of nerdy but rich and comes from a very, you know, high-esteemed family. She's a senator's daughter, like... Um, which isn't necessarily relatable to everybody, but her nervousness about like, oh, I don't want my parents to find out about this or don't sit on the furniture or like, you know, there are little things that she does that you're like, oh, I can totally relate to that though. Or, yeah. um, but yeah, her character I think has the least arc, least yeah. that was not grammatically correct. And I apologize, please cut that. If you guys could edit that out, that would yeah, be great. Yeah, we'll, we'll edit out your your not your least you. grammatically correct line. Right, but it's, only it's embarrassing, um, quite frankly. And but only I apologize. Point. I I did want to for our audience and and because we were talking about that maybe people are not familiar with this movie. I feel like probably uh, no we one. should we should <laughs> give a a little synopsis. So Aaron, if you could just just kind of summarize it for us in you know in the most uh, succinct way. Sure. Um... <laughs> There are four besties, uh, girlfriends, four best girlfriends, and one of them is about to get married. Carson is about to marry Harley. And Phoebe Cates, right? Phoebe, Phoebe Cates, Cates is Carson. Is Carson. Adorable. And um, like so you. she's <laughs> good husband. Oh, you too. <laughs> this is, I mean, <laughs> we're just going to use this as our... As our opportunity to to show affection to each other, Zach, because we yeah, because we can only do it when we're on a podcast. That's and like, being in separate that's the rooms. The weird part about us, yeah. yeah. For everyone that's listening, right. That's right. Dustin and Aaron yeah. are in separate rooms right now. It's yep. the first time we've been apart in thirteen months. Yes, you need you know you need to be in separate <laughs> rooms to get the best sound quality. We don't want uh, bleeding. Sorry, but I I uh, yes. So Carson is about to get married, and this is kind of their last hurrah. So. They, her friends tell her that they're going to go see Fort Sumter. And so she gets in the car and they're like, oh my God, okay. And then like, they miss their turn. She's like, but. They miss their turn. They miss their turn to Fort Sumter. And they're like, we're going to Myrtle Beach. So um, it's during the, the, I think the Sun Fun Festival is happening there. It's like, you know, summertime Myrtle Beach. Shit is happening. It is super crowded it's like classic beach vacation um so luann one of the girls her family has a house there like a summer house so they go stay there and um i guess dancing and um love and 
amusement and um, bonding ensues. And some bullies. They, they some encounter bullies, some, yes. There's some, some local girls. bullies. There's always bullies. Local There's bullies. Played by uh, 80s movies. Leilani Sorrell. Amazing. Who was married to Miguel Ferrer. So oh. she's Leilani Sorrell Ferrer. That is a um, mouthful. Yes, it is. And she was in um, Basic Instinct. Huh. She had a big role in that. And in The Harvest with her husband at the time, Miguel Ferrer. Oh. Very underrated film. George Clooney's in drag in that one, by the way. And she's the dark-haired one or the blonde? The blonde. Mm. The one who, you know, goes up. We're having the most fun. Mm -hmm. (laughs) How many times do you think we've mentioned Miguel Ferrer on this show? Like, a lot, right? I feel like he comes up a lot. Like, he's just, like, uh, he's a quick throwaway every time. We're just like, Miguel Ferrer, great actor. And then, but it's it's always organic, but it's. Well, this is turning into a six degrees of Miguel Ferrer. Because he kind of knows everybody. Uh, did know everybody rest in peace yeah um, was related to everybody related to everybody and <laughs> has 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 been in has starred alongside some of the biggest top name actors in hollywood uh in the 80s and 90s but you know was, yeah. he was not in check was he in x-files he was not in x-files what did i No, he was on miami vice though oh, he was yeah. probably in murder yeah, yeah. she wrote everyone was in murder she wrote my friend right? yeah side love, note uh love and, that show for our future Patreon listeners, <laughs> uh, Dustin and I have been contemplating adding an additional show, Vice or Murder. Yes. Where they, did they star on Murder, She Wrote, Miami Vice, or Murder, She Wrote? That'll what if be, it's both? It could, well, it yeah, could be. Right. It could be. So, Aaron, you'll have to <laughs> I am all in. And, I will pay yeah. $300 a month for that. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, I'll pay $300 to guest on it. Yeah. <laughs> I won't know the answer. I'll just say both for all of them, honestly. I think I, I was going to tag onto your synopsis too, just the oh, idea yeah. that uh, that it first of all the house in the beginning is the same house, like the interiors apparently are the same interiors at the summer home. That that's that's how you're tagging on to the synopsis. Copy I'm going to tag on to that <laughs> with a that's, very that's specific. A, I want to tag on with this really obscure um, tag thing tag. you didn't mention, but. The house in the beginning that you didn't mention is is the same house in the end that you didn't mention. Yeah, that's a tag tag. It's a tag <laughs> I was trying to be succinct. I can certainly expand on everything, but I wanted <laughs> to be like about the basically it's more. a girl's vacation. We yeah, but I was just I was going to add summer fun onto that. That you're right. That the 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 relationships. I feel like this could easily have been a coming of age boy story too, in some way, easily. You totally. Know? And I think that's what makes it work so well is that it's so. Uh, it doesn't feel uh, like you know, like you're alienating an audience per se. I think it's kind of open in that way. I feel like it is, but even though I will say the entire cast is like it's 99% white people, yeah, uh, which is a little you know, but Myrtle not Beach, not surprising. Myrtle Beach in not the surprising. In the 50s. I mean, yeah, it is what it is. It is what it is. But no, I I, um, I think that your synopsis is pretty spot on. You know, and I think that they're a little older, too. It's like, you know, I feel like a lot of boy coming-of-age movies and coming-of-age in general is, you know, they're like early high school, you know, like 13, 14. These girls are probably 17, maybe, 18. You know, it seems like they're coming. Yeah, Pudge is the youngest, right? I think so. Um, But it seems like they're all kind of graduating or getting married, you know, like it's kind of that time, which I think in – what was it, late 50s, early 60s, whenever it took place? 63. 
that was, you know, like a, a bigger changing point for them, for girls, for women, young women, uh, yeah. you know, different from when still, I was yeah. 17. You know, I didn't have to decide if I wanted to marry somebody or, you know, it's like, um, so I think that the decisions that these characters were making at that point in their lives were huge. Um, so it did have the same kind of effect of, you know, like a 13 or 14 year old kid finding their, you know, sexuality or, um, you know, whatever in the coming of age films, like who are, who am I? You know, it's like, even though these characters are a little older, it's still that thing. Like, what am I going to do with my life now? Like, this is, we're done with school, you know, and there's also this like tenderness to it in the sense that like, you know, we all went through it when we graduated high school and everybody does their own thing then. Like, are we all staying in town? Or like, you know, it's like, these are the only people you know. These are your best friends. And it's like, all summer, yeah, totally. I was like, waterworks. I was like, <laughs> every time everybody went, someone went to a different school, I was like, bye, yeah. bye, never going to see you again. We're very sensitive people. Yeah, well, my high school really, class really had never point. been closer. Hmm? I was just saying, my, my high school class had never been closer than that that month before graduation you know and then when we did graduate it was like that summer was like we need to spend all this time together like we really didn't even hang out these last four year guys you know all of us like you know there's like 20 25 to 30 people going places at all times you're like this is kind of weird but i understand you're like clinging you're you're just holding on to this yeah it's exciting it is but it's scary but it's scary to move away from home or not you know it's like but yeah so anyway that's i feel like there's a lot going on in the movie like as far as that goes in their friendship also. I, I think also being in the sixties, it's such a different, it's such a different time than it is now. I don't know what 100%. it is now to be a, a teenager, obviously, but I mean, I, I hated the majority of my school. Uh, and I know that's a harsh word, but I really did. I just didn't connect with many people. And I remember at the end of the year, um, this, this, this uh, friend of mine, Maria Medina, She's like, we all Good need, she, sim- she reminded me of a little bit of uh, the character in Three O'Clock High who says, you know, we need to bond. We need to bond <laughs> right? I spoke to me. And so we, she wanted everyone to meet up at a park and we were going to smoke Aww. a ceremonial cigarette. Oh. And, and, and so I never smoked in my entire Bad life. Bad influence. Totally. Yeah. Oh, on many levels. Couldn't be weed? It had to be a cigarette? Well, Somehow weed seems less it, It's less kind offensive. of weed if you think about it because what she ended up doing was – so everyone's like passing around smoking this thing and it gets to me and I smoke it and I'm like, this, this smells gross and I'm not getting any weird reaction. What is, what's in this? She goes, well, I pulled grass from around here and I around the park because it's – I think I feel like it's ceremonial. Oh uh-huh. God! So she rolled like, this weird grass thing. Did she think so that's like, what grass was? Like, <laughs> no, I th- I oh. think she very well knew. I think she thought she was doing some sort of like shaman, sweet, yeah, no. thing, yeah. You know? bringing you guys in yeah. contact with. Yeah, and I'm like the earth and sitting yeah. around with everybody going, I'm never going to see you guys anymore after this, and I'm kind of okay with that. I just think it's great that that story, because now you'll always remember that, you know, the, the time you smoked the grass from the park, as opposed to just her not doing anything. And then right. you don't remember. You would never remember her, probably. Yeah, she showed back up in my life later on, oh, years boy. later. Oh, Let's hear boy. it. Very special oh, episode. There's yeah, more Here's your special episode. So she, her boyfriend was one of my best friends. And, okay. Uh, in high school? In, in high school. Okay. She lived with me for a month, two, two months. 
because That's too long. Uh, okay. her her she was she was in a very bad situation at home. Hmm. Allegedly, someone was being abusive to her, and so she needed. And it was your best friend. No, no, I think it was oh. like her mom. Her mom was being abusive. Okay, why would she? Why would she stay with you and not him? So he said, "Well, my mom won't allow it." And I said, "Well, I think my mom will let you do that." And she's like, "Are you sure?" That's Larry, so nice. You, you okay with this? And I and and I was like, "This fine. We we do this for everybody." <laughs> my brother's friend stayed with us for like four months at one point, and we're like a halfway house for all our friends. And uh, and yeah, she stayed with me for for I I feel like it was probably more like a month. Um, and you know, she had a little uh, scooter, and I'd ride on the back. <laughs> oh wow! This is so school. cute. And, uh, and, and I kept checking in with Larry. I'm like, are you cool with this dude? Cause I don't, if this is weird, like, yeah. let me know, you know, he's like, no, it's fine. It's fine. You know, he's like, as long as you're not sleeping with her. I'm like, no, dude. Like, oh, I didn't realize later. I wasn't supposed to sleep that with her. Comes. Oh, I'm that's... sorry. You didn't okay. say that. Oh, we'll stop. We'll stop. Okay. We should stop okay. that. I thought that was part of the package. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Well, she was kind of, she was kind of, I mean. Showering was... with the door open and like that kind of thing. What, yeah, I, think I forgot it, no. my towels. I I don't think it never went too awkward. There was I'm one cold. night where she's like, Can "Are I... you still awake?" And I go, "No, no, no I'm asleep. <laughs> no, <laughs> go to sleep, please." Because we share the same room, you know. Oh yeah, 16. and uh, and nothing. I mean, I was more of a prude. I was the biggest prude in my whole group, you know. I really was. Yeah, I, yeah. I was just so super innocent. I'm just like, that. I dated this Mormon girl for a minute, and she's like, "Oh my gosh, um, my Mark Fong, our good friend Mark Fong, he used to have a whiteboard at, in his house, and he wrote down all the comments that the girls I dated would say about me. Oh my god, <laughs> we stayed up all night and talked, and that's all we did. It was so sweet. Yes. <laughs> Are there pictures of this whiteboard? What's that? Are there pictures of this whiteboard? Yeah, I like- have pictures of them. <gasps> Yeah, oh, I, I took pictures because one girl called me a leech because I was always hanging out at her house, and I don't know. I never made that's what you're water. supposed to do, though. I thought so too. <laughs> that's not cool. And uh, yeah, I was, leech. I was, I was. Did your Mormon girlfriend think you were a prude? Like, is that how goody goody you are? So, because she ended up dating some like scumbag guy after me, uh, and uh, I was like, isn't this what you're supposed to do with Mormons? Like be super civil with them and i don't know yeah and And just people in general just be nice yeah well another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. So flash forward, nothing happened with Maria. And then my, obviously Larry and her broke up after high school. Like obviously. Do, you know? 
and uh and he's now with a very lovely woman he's been with for many many years but um did she ever she's not listening so you can okay oh tracy is yeah yeah and larry and i were in a band together he's one of my closest high school friends and but maria shows up at my place in santa monica uh in 2007 oh wow hi maria found me Wow. And she said, hey, you know, I'm in town. Is it cool if, like, I stay with you for a couple nights? Mm. Go, sure. And she goes, I'm bringing my boyfriend, too. Is that cool? Whose name is Zach. Oh, oh. I think I know where we're going with this one. This one Does he look familiar. just like you? It kind of did. <gasps> time. And she goes, oh, Zach gets, so we, she lands. She's like, oh, we had a big fight. Zach's hanging out with his friend. I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. Likely. Right. So we end up going back to my place after we hang out at the beach or whatever. I'm taking her Venice, downtown Santa Monica, go back to my place. And her boyfriend shows up. And she's like, do you mind if he and I talk in your room for a little bit? Oh, my God. Ew. I can hear them arguing in my room. Oh, my God. No. Then no. the girl I'm dating at the time it's like, who the comes fuck over are these that people? night. She goes out. Maria goes out with her boyfriend, Zach. Comes back with some random guy who starts like saying the most sexist things yeah. to the girl I'm dating at the time. Yeah. And I go, dude, what are you doing? You, you need to get out of my house. Yeah. He goes, yeah. Oh, I'm not leaving your house. And I go, you're not leaving my house? He goes, you make me leave. Oh, my God. And I look at Maria yeah. and I go, what? what did you bring into my right, house? Right, right. I'm like, can you just get them both out of here now? Yeah, really. Everyone's screaming at me, oh yelling. My gosh. I'm going to kill you. I'm what? like, what is this? Where is this coming from? Maria. I'm like, Maria, I don't need to ever see you again. Goodbye. Beat it. Beat it. Yes. This is a very special episode. Oh, yeah. my gosh. This is insane. She writes me wow. a letter about a month later. She's living in New York. I'm reaching out to all the people that I've wronged in my life. Oh. You know, recovery. step. Yeah. 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 And I Good said, for you know her. What? I don't need anything to recover from you. She goes, I would really appreciate it if you respond to me. I'm like, well, I would really appreciate it if I never hear from you again. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Yeah. Good for her, though. I'm glad she, I'm glad she, because obviously she was making some questionable choices. Yes. So I'm glad she's, or at least was, on the road to recovery. Me too. Good luck, Maria. Maria, if you're listening to this, just. We wish you the best. Do not contact, contact Zach. Show up. Yeah, right. Show up at Zach's house now. You're in trouble, lady. Um, and I know the so listeners can't horrible. see this, but I would, I just, Zach, your teeth are so white and lovely. <laughs> I don't know. It's really weird. <laughs> it's beautiful. They're like glowing. They I'm really so are. jealous. It makes me hate my teeth. I can't I want even your see teeth. mine. They're I can't so, see them. They're so dark. lovely. You know I my teeth point that story. Out. Right? I do, and I. it's <laughs> worth it. Well, thanks. Take out they all the nerves. They look great. They look great. I can't take my eyes off them. <laughs> not to be like Maria or anything, but like, <laughs> yeah, I'm not like, I'm gonna come over to your house and look at your teeth or anything. Oh but. my god, I had I had a, I had a vision of you. That's what she would say. I had a vision of you all the time. Mm. Ah. Yeah, and that probably worked when she was a teenager. That was probably kind of cool. Yeah, she had a vision yeah. of you. That's I'm not cool. gonna criticize anything about her, but was not yeah. interested in her. At the in the very least, well, I mean, not my Larry would have been upset, and your girlfriend would have been upset, and you know, Larry was my boy. Like, I was that was something I was very true 
to my word about like never never you never do stuff that can affect a, a friendship but i do feel like coming back to shag yeah perfect segue harley yes you know is supposed to marry carson yes carson decides against it and luann ends up with harley so, which normally would be a friendship ender, but I think that it's probably okay in this situation. Everybody seemed to be happy at the so end. I got, a, I got a question about that because you brought up that. And, I, and really I don't good... know if that's like if, if they really get together, but it seems like they were having a moment. Luann and Harley. Yeah. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Harley, so. Harley being very straight laced and uptight and Carson kind of falls for Buzz. Who's really a jerk? I mean, the, he throws a like a milkshake at their car or something in the beginning. Oh yeah, and a condom, I think. Yeah, yeah. Two different douchey, douchey instances. Moments, right? But he ends up being kind of a nice guy, you know. It's like he he's still a little grody, like kind of manipulative dude. But I, I I don't think he's wrong in the things that he brought out in Carson. I don't think she should end up with him because I don't think he respects her. But the the questions that he did pose to her about Harley and about what she wanted as a human, I think, were important things that she wasn't thinking about or wouldn't have faced if he hadn't come into her life. Am I giving him too much credit? <laughs> My question to you is this, because Carson ends up hooking up with Buzz, is engaged, not cool. Audience was probably like, that's not okay, you know. Which is probably She's why like, they had Luann, he and Luann get together at the end, so then it, everything seems okay. Like, it's yeah. it's okay that she gave Harley the brush off because he's happier with Luann anyway. They're but both from esteemed families. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you, like, but I, I think that that's just the double standard, like, flipping the script. Like, I don't think it's okay that she cheated on him. You know, like, either way. But I think that women are seen as slutty when they, you know, if in the same scenario in movies, it's like, what a slut. She cheated on yeah. her boyfriend. He, you know, a dude cheats on a girl and they're like, yeah, nice work, dude. That's you know, what I'm saying. Like, like that, yeah, that's what It's they a do. double standard for sure. Yeah. And it, that's, you know, yeah. sweeping generalization for sure that I just made. But Mm-mm. I think that's has been, and certainly in the 80s, definitely in 80s movies, like, Dudes were like, yeah, way to go. Yeah, Dustin, um, right? Wouldn't you say that mostly, if, if that ever happened, I can't cite specifics right now, but I'm sure there have been movies. But don't you don't they always portray it like, well, the guy had no choice but to leave the girl he was with. Yeah, I mean, normally it's it's set up very clearly, right? That I mean, they they do something quite early on to villainize the girl, so it makes you feel better about you know, whatever blow he's doing. And I think to the point of Shag, it's like Buzz is kind of like obnoxious and ridiculous. And then I feel like there's something that happens when you find out that he's going to law school that like is done intentionally to like soften your feelings towards him. Cause you're like, Oh, he's not just like a townie. Like, you know, it's almost like like their way of justifying that he's actually like value. He has value as a, as a person, you know, he's not just this, this loud mouth, a uh, guy who's just trying to trying to pick up Phoebe Cates. He's also like, you know, he's clearly intelligent because he's a lawyer and he's charming and he knows he's good with parents and he always says the right thing to say and he's not afraid of anything and he lives life the way he wants to. Well, so. I think that too is partially 
so that, you know, it was it, because the audience knew it before Carson knew it. Yes. You know, I, I think, I think right. Chip told Pudge, oh, no, he's going to Yale or going to Harvard or wherever he was going. Like, um, so we knew it. She's still like, hey, Townie, I'm marrying into a prestigious tobacco family and I don't need you. You know, like you're a gross townie. Quit trying to get me in the sack, as they say. Um, <laughs> trying to try, you know, and then as viewers, we know, we're like, give him a chance. He's actually got a shit together. Um, yeah, good He point. still shouldn't be forcing you, but isn't he charming? Um, <laughs> not that he forced her. He didn't. But he was no, a little. No forcing. He, well, but he was a little manipulative about it. He kind of forced her a little bit. He was a little like. He was a little forceful. She yeah, wanted to though. You know she wanted to though. Yeah. Also. It, <laughs> I don't feel like I don't feel like it was a rape scenario. No, no. No, like no, a, no, 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 no. I don't it was none not. of that. Like she was into it, but um She was. He knew. But he pushed for it for sure. He knew what to say. Yeah. You know what you want. <laughs> mm-hmm. Totally. He knew what to say. He knew what to say. Yeah. Yeah, it was and certainly like that was one of the more uncomfortable parts of the movie, I think. In general, because you knew it was wrong. You know, like as a kid watching it, like you knew she shouldn't be cheating on her boyfriend or her fiancé. Fiancé. Her yes. fiancé. Yes. Um, even but, if he was conservative and stuffy. Even if she knew, like, and, and it was clear from the beginning, I think, that she just wasn't sure about it in general. She you know, I, th- I think I think from the be- yeah. very beginning, you know, when she's like getting her dress like fitted or whatever, it's like every time they mention Harley, she's like, oh. Like, okay, yeah, I'm getting married. Like, you can tell from the very beginning that it's like she's getting married because everybody expects her to marry into this wonderful family and this prestigious family. And it's not necessarily what she wants to do, but she's not strong enough to voice that. So I I feel like it's not like she's all like, oh, my God, I'm so in love with my boyfriend. I'm like, oh, my God, who's this hot townie? I'm going for it. It's like there's doubt from the beginning. You know she's not 100% in her decision to marry this guy that she's doing something that's expected of her as opposed to what she wants to do which again i think for early 60s this was like and again it didn't come out then but like and i think every girl kind of deals with that this like expectation of what you should be doing as opposed to what you want to be doing and you know what you should be doing as far as like being a good woman or a good wife and these are the things that that you should be doing um when you just want to go sleep around with a townie. I'm not well, saying I, I want to do that, Dustin. Right. But. but I think if you were if you were 17 or something, you know, then it would kind of be understood that, you know, and especially if I was if a I was, like Zach, if I was controlling, you know, because Harley's controlling. He's very he uh, call me. You know, what are you doing? I'll come yeah. Get why you. are you yeah. there? You can't be in Myrtle Beach. You're supposed to be at Fort Sumter. This is not in the plan. You, you know, this is crazy. Those girls don't have, you know. Yeah. And so much so that he drives to Myrtle Beach to yeah. like collect her. You know, that's not a, a relationship. He's not wrong though, because she's slutting around. Well, and it is nineteen sixty three. It is yeah. in and being nineteen sixty three, I think it kind of in a weird way makes sense. Um Right. I, I think because there's You is wouldn't like have a your level, lady running around Yeah, with like right. expectations of women, like you said. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But but you hit on a good point that I feel like all four of the main female characters in this have their uh expectations changed by the end of the movie 
percent. All of them. You know, all of them reevaluate their lives to some degree. But it's it's a snapshot. But this takes place what over the course of the weekend, right? Yeah. So, and it's yeah, like kind of a beautiful little glimpses, like little moments. But yeah, um, yeah I feel like the, the characters are also sincere and lovely. And I mean, Pudge, I can't even. She's the best. They I'm are. not just saying. I'm not just saying that because. <laughs> You guys interviewed her. I'm saying that because, like, as we talked about, like, she is kind of the one that that kind of has the biggest through line and that you follow more so throughout. And she kind of weaves herself between the other characters, too, a lot. You know, like, she is yeah. involved in a lot of what's going on. You know, everybody kind of, like, has their own side stories that are happening. But, um, you know, she's just so relatable and real. Um you know, she's still like, actually she's kind of a real character for today's audience. Like Yeah, oh for sure. She, she deals with there's nothing um you know that feels dated with her character. You know, so her, her character's nickname is Pudge just for the the listeners again if they haven't seen the movie her nickname is Pudge but she's not her mother she's not like a fat has girl. she's not, <laughs> Pudge is fat, dear. Um <laughs> so her nickname is Pudge. Everybody calls her Pudge. Um, So she has this in her head that she is, you know, kind of unattractive. And, you know, like, I think her her mom has her on a a diet. You learn that in the car. She's like, take your Metricale, dear. She's throwing it out of the car. Like, (laughs) this is disgusting. Like, shake, these diet shakes. Um, And so her family, even her mother, it has this pressure on her that she needs to look a certain way or be a certain way. Uh, be a certain weight you know and mm-hmm. you know a hundred years later not a hundred but i'm prone to hyperbole um you know decades later we're still feeling this yeah it's like that's still a concern that's still something totally. all of us deal with <laughs> and you know it's like i know that there are pressures on guys as well but definitely for women and young girls and being 17 and wanting to date boys and wanting boys to be interested in you and it's like everybody relates to Pudge in that way. Everybody's like, you know, unless you're the Milena, unless you're the hot girl that like everybody's like, oh, she's the hot girl. But they all thought she was slutty and she wasn't. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, so it's like these other expectations, like that's her side of it. And we all had those friends too that like were super hot that all the boys were interested in that weren't what the guys thought, you know, like just, you know, because they're hot doesn't mean they're slutty. Like there's all these like, expectations put on young girls and teenagers for sure as we're getting older and you know and you want the boyfriend but you don't want him to think that you're this you know it's like there's all these things that you're fighting with and all of those were coming out in the different characters you know I think that for me Pudge was the most relatable uh just in the sense that I was that girl that like you know guys like to be friends with and like hang around with which you know in general, I was happy about because I was like, well, at least they like who I am. <laughs> but, you know, it's like there's always that thing like, oh, yeah, I've never kissed a boy. Or like, I just, you know, you want to be the one that you want to be the Milena. But um, you're also a lot of fun to be around. And, like, you know, it's like there's all these things that you're fighting with. And, and I think Pudge is like has this idea of who she is because of what her mother has told her because of, you know, mm-hmm. where she she falls in things. And. And she's delightful and beautiful and funny and 
hilarious and talented. And, you know, she's all of these things that she doesn't see, you know, that, that Chip kind of helps bring out as they go. Um, dancing, obviously, is a, dancing. Is a big, big oh through God. line for them. What does Chip say to her that kind of like is along those lines, right, where he's like, I, I feel so comfortable with you because you're like, like what, what is it that kind of breaks right, there's, her heart? Yeah, it's like it was something like that. Like, well, you're not like a girl. You're not like other girls or something like that. There's this line where they're, you know, kind of having this heart to heart moment doing this this magazine quiz of like, how experienced are you? And, you know, the whole time she's with Chip, she feels like it's like he likes her. And then it's like, oh, but you're, you know, cool to be around kind of thing. I don't remember the exact line, but it's like that sentiment of like, can be you're myself easy, around you. Yes, yeah. I can be. You're not like yeah. other girls. And it's like, oh, yeah. but I want to be like other girls. Um, yeah. I but really, but really, some... that's the, the thing that makes their relationship, you know, in the end, that that is a relationship. He doesn't, you know, it's like they, they both take a moment to, to realize that that's what it is, that that closeness and that comfort is what makes them work together. But well, that's what um, makes a real relationship when she's totally. Like, yeah. Yeah. But you know, when you're 17, it's like, hmm, I want well, you to he's just make out with too. me. Oh, he's totally. Too. Like he says, he's adorably like, awkward. And you know, yeah. any good elephant jokes? And she's like, was that a remark? And he goes, what do you mean? <laughs> Something. And she's like, yeah, is that a remark about my weight? And he's like, about wait, my weight. wait, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really smart, smart line. So smart. Um, you know, this, this, the fact that the fact that this movie was directed by a woman is pretty awesome too. And yes, I, I well, I think too. You know, Zach, to your point, right? So the movie's directed by a woman named Zelda Baron, who obviously is a woman, but also she's a British woman. So yeah. to capture what life was like in the '60s in South Carolina, to me, is like amazing. And also, prior to this, she was really just known for like directing Culture Club videos and like you know, Boy George mini documentaries and things like that. So, and that's kind of all she did. So I don't know what happened because really I feel like this should have probably, you know, launched her career into other places. But, um, you know, for all the aforementioned reasons about Hollywood and not opening as strong as it did, um, you know, the other thing too is you've got these 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 three writers and clearly one of them was a woman because the the dialogue is... Uh, really, really captures, and Aaron, you can certainly speak to this, the 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 female point of view of growing up, um, you know, in that time and, and all the things you just described a moment ago that, you know, probably could not just be conveyed via via two dudes, via two, two middle-aged white men, you know, writing this solo. Um, you know, they did have the third perspective of a, of a woman named Robin Swicord who um who sort of helped write write the screenplay and um and is also known for like little women and and uh and and still a very prolific writer to this day but so i you know i think i think you you it is one of those movies where you're like oh this is not just like dude centric writing this isn't dudes writing the voices of right. of women badly right and i don't think you know it's weird to look at it now like with this perspective like when i was 13 and watching it with my besties you know every weekend it was 
a fun movie that we loved. We loved the music. We loved the dancing. We loved the girls. Like we loved their relationships. It was like we related to them, but we we wasn't like, oh, let's watch a a, a movie about girls coming of age or let's you know that wasn't a conscious thing it was like we'd come across the movie we loved it it was fun it was sweet we loved you know and I think there was something too about the the 60s of it that was really appealing to us you know the music was fun and you know all their phrases like she thought she was the bee's knees you know this is the most fun like they all have all these like phrases and things in the clothes like it was fun to watch for us and I don't think like until talking to you guys about it as an adult, even when watching it at the bachelorette party, like it was still just like this fun nostalgia that you guys always talk about with the movies that, that you talk about on other episodes. It's like, it's like you love it because of what it reminds you of. And like, you know, it brings me back to my besties at that point in my life, which are like, you know, so important and like who I still, you know, talk to and, and love and like, um, but at that point in your life, it's like the most important thing ever. And yeah. um, I never, until talking to you guys about it, thought about it from this like bigger perspective of like, maybe that's why we liked it because it was actually about women. It was actually about something that we could relate to. And these were relationships that we related to. Like we knew people like this and this is how we talked to each other and this is how we supported each other and this is how we, and not that it's that much different from like a, the relationships in like Stand By Me or, you know, Wonder Years, like all these other shows that were about boys, it's the same thing. But sure, yeah. to see it as girls, to see girls doing it and to have it not be, and it wasn't like, you know, like there are always movies like like Little Women or Sister of the Traveling Pants or whatever. Like there's some sort of like where those feel like girl movies. And this felt like a girl movie, but it was like we didn't find it because it was a girl movie. Well, there's not many, We just found it. There's not many movies like this for women, I think, at that time. I think specifically like Steel Magnolias or Terms of Endearment, which Ugh. are like... But they're like generational yeah. women-centric mm-hmm. films. This is more in, like you said, Stand and they're By heavy. Me. Or I think about... Um, I don't know, Coupe de Ville, which is another mm-hmm. kind of coming-of-age road trip yeah. movie. Uh, or, you know, there's Again, these other... are all good relationships. Yeah, yeah, but for it to be like they're amongst the peers and that's it. Like it doesn't have to be... They're, they're Typically, I, I think they're, right. so often there's like the mother figure in there who has mm-hmm. the sage advice, you know, mm-hmm. which is fine. I'm not knocking it. It's just, I think that's more prevalent. Yeah. Yeah, and I also, think we're we're overlooking one key movie though, Zach, and that is the, your wife's favorite movie. Oh, girls just want to have, have fun. That is absolutely a coming of age. Hundred, and I, yeah. I think we girls should actually friendship. cover that down the road yeah. because it, it is it, it, you can easily put that in the same category. Totally. There's dancing. There's boys. There's cute hair. <laughs> there's there's fun clothes. There's yeah, I mean, friendship. Yes. Really though, this is it what is girls cute. like. Yeah. yeah, women like yeah. dancing and boys and friendship. Yeah, but you know it's so it's weird. True, like I think about I think about my wife Kristen and and you at that time watching this, and it makes it kind of brings me joy just knowing like there should be there should have been more of this for you, you know. It just in the, and I don't mean that in like a oh woe is me kind of thing. I think more of just like 
no, th- there needs to be more equality back then. Yeah. yeah. You know, Dustin and I run down all those movies that we love that are kind of coming of age esque films. And, and, and then, and you're like, yeah, well we got, we got shag and we got girls just want to have fun. <laughs> And no one Ooh, knew yeah. about Chag. <laughs> no and one else was watching it. Yeah. Dirty yeah, dancing really. for sure. Dirty dancing yeah. sometimes. Like it was... But, you know, that was such a hammered home, like, but this is a Patrick Swayze movie, which I've got no problem with at all, you know? Yeah. No, it was, yeah. Right. It was more focused on him, like, as far as the selling points. Yeah. yeah. It's really Like, baby. Baby's the protagonist, but she's not, you know, it isn't really, but... I mean, it's about her growing up, but it's not. Yeah. Again, there's dancing. There's dancing. And cute boys. There's dancing. Cute boys, but, Cute but boys you were saying, and dancing. Dancing. Friendships. About the, <laughs> nervousness. Um. You say about the music too. You know, the, like obviously we've talked about in previous episodes how um so often the fifties and sixties were were hammered home in eighties movies because the mm-hmm. people making the movies grew up during that time, right? So obviously they're now that's why we have so much of an eighties influence on totally. Mm-hmm. Finally mm-hmm. our generation's making shit. Um but 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 the music is so timely, and uh, I, I didn't know this until kind of researching. But but when the DVD of this, well, the, I guess when the VHS came out, they didn't have the license. They didn't have the licensing for this for a lot of the music, so they had to change a bunch of it. And obviously, on our show, we're always hammering home like yeah. how pissed off mm-hmm. we are that we don't get the authentic original version. Um, that that changed on DVD, and then they re-released it on DVD. And then I would like Blu-ray. to have seen like the the theater release because that was the one that was different, right? Because the the yes. ones that we watched were the same as what I grew up watching on VHS. So yeah, be interesting and to see what the other songs were. I'd probably be like, that's not right. Well, I'm pretty sure the Blu-ray has all the original stuff on it now. Do you have um, that? Which I which I now own. It's hard to get. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> I do. I do. <laughs> You own what every. You must have a warehouse. Something. I feel like you must have a warehouse where that's just the warehouse full of Blu-rays. Bodie's bed is just made out of DVD shells and like. <laughs> you, you know how in um, Foul Play and Foul Play, how Dudley Moore has the what's that bed called? The fir, uh, the, the the Murphy bed. Murphy bed that pulls mm-hmm. out of this. Yeah, yeah. And you open it's that. Just and it's all just Blu-rays in the Blu-rays. Wall. Because what's a wall for anyways? What's the inside of it for? Um, but I was going to say, you know, we we focus on, uh, we had to focus on one song specifically. And Dustin and I were kind of going back and forth. Well, what should we cover? You know, because I love Harlem Shuffle. I personally love that song. And they're not the Rolling Stones version for everybody wondering. Um, but when we had Annabeth on, it's really cool when she talks in an interview about the movie she did in the eighties because she associates one song with each movie. Oh, fun. And obviously with this one, she associates stagger Lee. Stagger Lee. Lee's got to be the song. Right? That's the song. She dances. She and she and chip dance at the they big do shag. The shag. shag. Yeah. They do the shag, the shag contest. It's like, we've, we've kind of danced around, danced around. We've danced around pun intended the title of the movie, which is shag that they do the shag at, is it called the Shag Fest? The Shag Off? The Shag? It's shag? a dance contest. It's the. It's but it, it but it's a specific shag contest. It is the shag. It's a yeah, shag it's a contest. shag contest. And yeah, yes, and, and like Pudge, all she wants to do is dance. You know, from the very beginning, she's like, "Oh, I just yeah. love dancing. I want to dance. I want to dance. I want to dance." And like, you know, she and Chip dance together, and then they it's like good. a part of their yeah. It's yeah. like part of the whole whole storyline is getting to this shag contest. Um, 
did you ever do do the shag dance the shag no but we it was certainly like you wanted to have a dance like that you know we didn't really have that in the the 80s of something that we were like oh let's learn that dance I know. um I but we all kind of too. wanted that I and there were other movies too. that we watched a lot too like it wasn't like we only watched shag because we were girls and we had to watch the girl movie um we watched you know lots of horror movies and and silly movies and mystery like we watched a lot of movies but shag was just the one that was like the go-to like we didn't know what else to watch and just because we we watched it a lot the dancing is is so it's such a it's such a beautiful build-up at the end uh and again culminates with annabeth she's the one Mm -hmm. that gets to show off you know and it's yeah i love it 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 I I was smiling so hard when we watched that part because it was just like, yeah, come on Go now. Go for it. This is what you want together. See. Yeah, because two minutes earlier, she's in the bathtub or whatever with Chip, and he's just like, you're one of the guys, you know? And then he realizes mm-hmm. what he did. Mm-hmm. He didn't mean it that way, right? Yeah. And, we yeah. Always, we, and as dudes, we do that. We, we say shit that we didn't mean or didn't come out the right way. And she gives it to him, too. Like, she tries to play hard to get, and she plays a little too hard to get. And it's kind of she mean does. to him because Melena's like, you act like you don't need him. And she goes a little over the top, you know, like, I wouldn't shag with you for the last free man. You know, like, <laughs> and he's like, oh, but I thought we were. Yeah. You know, and then he <laughs> it's like, wah, wah. yeah. And then he yeah. has to, like, figure out how to get her back. And, but, and he does with Staggerly, which have you guys ever actually dug deep into the lyrics of Staggerly? We just did because I was like, "What the heck are they saying in that song?" Yeah. Like I, because yeah, it's a horrible like the. the it's a I can mumble the story. entire thing. You know, I've heard it so many times. Yeah, it's I actually I love the song, but I'm saying the the message is horrible. Yes, now knowing, but like the fact that I listened to it hundreds of times and never knew what they were saying or talking about. Which isn't unusual for me, quite honestly. I'm like, what? But, you know, you just kind of like dance along with it and you know every note that's coming and and like what they're doing. It's like, how did I not ever care enough to look it up until recently? And it's like, oh, wow. So please. It's about a guy who kills another guy. Well, you know, they they have a dispute and he comes, shows up at a bar and shoots him and kills him. And (laughs) and still at the end, it's like, Go Staggerly, go, go! St- <laughs> but it's like the happiest yeah. song. The song's all like upbeat and it's got some horns, and it's like and Staggerly, and it's super happy. But it's it's a true story. I mean, it's 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 ingrained in St. Louis uh, folklore. Basically, yes. this 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 pimp, this this pimp with many names, Lee Shelton, right? Staggerly, 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 Staggerly. They call him so many different things. Um, but it's so interesting that like that this th- this conf- confrontation between Staggerly and Billy Lyons 
was so infamous in whatever, 1895 or whatever it was, that everybody wrote about it and sung about it for the next... That in the 60s, they were still like, let's write a song about that. Yes. Yeah, Lloyd Price. Lloyd Price. 150 years. And I'm not going to lie, when we chose this movie, I got a little hesitant because I'm like, yeah, but what song are we going to choose? Because I don't want... I don't ever want to cheese out on this show and pick a movie and not be connected to a song in some way. I want I want the song to be meaningful to me. I want to go, oh, no, I really dig that song, right? So I really dig that song, Staggerly, because of the dance scene. Like, I cannot right. unsee, right? Um, yeah. It's such a pivotal point in the movie, you know. Yes, no doubt. And, and the Pudge's dude that, shining the, moment. The guy who wrote it, um, Lloyd Price, or the guy who performed it, sorry, the, like the more memorable one, he's still alive. He's 88 years old. Dang. And it's from New Orleans. Uh, he was inducted to, into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1998. Just want to give a quick nice. shout out to him. That's a big yeah, that's I'm just going to patch deal. him in right now into the hang on a second, guys. He's not <laughs> I great with cool, Chrome. Though, but... you know, like, uh, I, I think that's pretty badass that he's still alive and kicking and Probably it is. this is a memorable moment for him. If he was on our show, would you say that to him? I just think it's so cool. You're still alive, man. You're still kicking. <laughs> I do. Just like, anybody who I didn't think, I think it's cool alive. we're all still alive, yeah. honestly. I mean, I really, let's be serious. I mean, anybody who makes it it's past great. certain age, you know, certain uh, benchmark ages, yeah. right? I'm just yeah. like, damn, good, good on you, man. Dude, just, you know, I just want to say, not blowing smoke, but it's so great you're still alive. I mean, it's just... <laughs> Really? Just I'd be like, yeah, it is. Yeah. I, I, I think he'd feel that. Yeah. Then I launched but the music was important in this movie, too. Like, I feel like, you know, and certainly a lot of movies, it's the same thing where you anticipate, you know, the ones you watch a million times, you know, like I said, same thing I could do with Days Confused or True Runs. It's like the music comes in and you feel that scene or you know that that's coming. And, like, with this, a lot of the songs were very, like, part of the scene. You know, like a lot of them had yes. dances or parties or, but like, uh, and there were bands playing in some of yes. these moments and things like the that. Clubs. But like, yep. that was club. definitely like even watching it with you guys, like as the scene started, I'm like, you know, like I, I was like, here comes this song. Like I could, you know, feel the, mm-hmm. the, the music coming and yeah, like, you were moving it and it's awesome. like, it was really fun to watch. It's like such a, a big <laughs> part of the personality of the movie. Yeah. And again, I think that like definitely fed into our love for it back in the day it was like, and then watching it with the, the girls that I know from out here, um, in my adult life, um, it was the same thing, you know, like, and it was funny cause it would be like the same lines and the same pieces of the songs that we would all be like saying that's, together. That's and so fun. it's so funny. It was so random. So well, this, random. This music is so ingrained in eighties films, sixties and fifties music. Mm-hmm. I think of like adventures in babysitting when they. And then he kissed me. Totally. Right. Like that, those 50 songs that, mm-hmm. that, just, that are so prevalent throughout all this. And, and I think it's just nice that this movie's a period piece. So uh, authentically, it's got to have the music from that era. Otherwise, it's going to be weird. Right. Um, and so. I wonder if the it, theatrical it just, ones that were more recognizable. Because I didn't know these songs. Like, I don't remember hearing these songs well, on the radio. Isaac's and I used to listen soundtrack. to like old mm. I used to listen to oldies when I was a kid you know it's like that was what yeah. was on the radio and that was what we listened to um and I didn't know most of these you know like I wasn't like oh that's this one 
That's, you know, like, you know, and then he kissed me. Like, those songs you recognize outside of the movie. Yes. But, like, I know these, be- like, I, I don't know that I would know any other parts of the songs other than what's in the movie. No, I, I agree. I, I'm but s- it still has that way. same feeling, like that same, but it would be interesting to see the songs that were in the original theatrical release they couldn't get for the VHS release. And well, if they, they were more mainstream, 60 songs. Katie, Katie Lang and Chris Isaac were on the original Hmm. soundtrack mm. not Chris 60s. Isaac who obviously mm. Chris, Isaac, Chris Isaac even though he's modern and 80s at the time but but he has mm. that rockabilly sound vintage yeah vintage sound to him uh, and did a song with Bo Diddley called Diddley Daddy <clears throat> yikes uh, yeah and he's Katie one to look Lang. out for <laughs> oh and Katie that's Lang a very can... special episode Diddley Daddy <laughs> so know. uh right uh, what's your song what's your song about Chris um, it's, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Have you ever been diddled by your daddy? Mm-hmm. It's about that. It's about my diddly daddy. <laughs> and That's then it. Katie Lang shares a song with, she had a song in, um, Hiding Out. Nice. With, uh, as well, you know. All coming together. She did the, she did Miguel the duet with, uh. <laughs> With the guy with Miguel Ferrer. You're talking about Roy or- Orbison, but I love I love when you can't think of his name and you just start m- miming his glasses. He had those. Glasses. You're talking about the, you're talking about they do a duet of crying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why do I look like? It's the best. I wish anyone I wish anybody listening could see this. So Zach, like he can never get Roy Orbison's name, and he just starts. He makes these giant like like almost like he's holding binoculars up to his. To his Almost head. Junior <laughs> Bursman style look. I wish people could see that. Um, there you go. It's, it's so good. But yeah, yes, Katie Lang. Katie Lang does a duet. <laughs> you know, she now, sings. Aaron's a song. doing a viewfinder. Aaron is a viewfinder <laughs> right. on her face. Ooh. Paris, <laughs> New Orleans, oh my God. India, I love Taj Mahal, this. Miguel Ferrer, <laughs> Return of the Killer Tomatoes. Um, Aaron, Aaron, I, I know, I know this is, you know, Dustin knows all this stuff, but uh, do you want to be seen in the world? Like, if you if you do, is there a particular place you'd like to be seen? Is it on Twitter or uh, Instagram? Oh, or yeah. Um, I like to be seen at. Yeah, no, no. I mean, I, I, I have a weird relationship with social media. I like to interact with people on it, but I don't post a lot because I'm like, what does anybody care about what I'm doing? Um, Maybe on Twitter. She's the wrong attitude. I know. I've got, I've got stinking thinking, you guys. I like Instagram. I mean, I just I feel like what do I have that anybody wants to see or hear about? And I like hearing about other people's things and being like, oh, my God, I love that. Or that's really cute. Or this is funny. Or, oh, my God, me too. But um, I don't post a lot because I'm like, look at my dog. I, you know, I, I don't, I don't. So the short answer is no. Don't. I got, no, I got no. nothing. I got no. nothing. So I, I but thank say, you for asking. Well, I, you know, <laughs> for those that don't know, for those that don't know, and 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 you know, my my uh, my man crush on Dustin uh, never falters. It always stays the same. And. <laughs> And obviously, uh, he, he's a mentor, and besides being oh, such yeah. a dear friend of mine, but uh, his wife Erin is the bee's knees, if you will. <laughs> uh, this was you know, the most fun. We, the the four of us, my <laughs> wife 
and Dustin and Aaron and I, you know, we get together. It's so, so much, much fun. fun. And um, truly, we love you guys. But but no, it's uber talented. And you should see what Aaron does with macrame for all you macrame fans <laughs> out there. You know Tying you're nuts. out there. Tying knots, watching Murder, She Wrote. It's right behind her. Yeah. Right behind her is some macrame. Right. Yep. Yeah. Macrame. We have actually macrame. a song in the house. What we sing, we go, macrame, 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 macrame. That's what we sing. Nice. Um, do you guys but, harmonize but, when you do it? No, I sing it with Bodie and Macrame. You mean Bodheim? Bot Bot Bodifer? Bodifer? <laughs> Bocephus? <laughs> Bohem? Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, um, it's so good. There you go. There's his name. There's, now, yeah. I, and, and but coming on our show Bodler. and getting to talk about Shag is obviously a big deal to have you on. And thank I you guys that... so much for having me. It's very special. Thank you for saying yes. Yeah, um, I feel like. I was real nervous because you guys know so much about stuff, and you know it's just you know it's just a movie you, that I love. But it's you, it's so nice. To, like I love listening to you guys, and because a lot of the movies you talk about, I have seen, and I do have the same nostalgia, not necessarily to the same extent. I don't know all of the soundtracks and things like you guys do, but um, you know we all have that, and it's it's really special to me that that you guys let me come on and talk about a movie that I feel the same way about that just like really brings me back to these connections in this time in my life and like um it's very special so thank you guys it's our pleasure thank you we I even said to Dustin I'm like we could easily talk about this movie and do our normal show but I don't think it would have the same relevance if if we didn't have someone that identified with the film in in a in a in a heartfelt way, like in a you slumber do. party way, a hundred percent. You know, and 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 obviously, um, having Annabeth on in two weeks <sighs> was a huge deal. So jealous. And we talked about you know um, strong female characters in movies and how how important it is for young women to have people to look up to. Just like there's plenty of boy characters right. out there. You know, I don't think we realized soldier, it, but we know. obviously were drawn to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and in in everybody, you know, uh, go check it out. Maybe you'll be the lucky one to win the DVD that we give away. But go check it out; it's worth checking out. It really is. And if you have seen it, give us a, give us your thoughts on social media. Let us know what you think about Shag and uh, and, and Staggerly. Like alluded to... <laughs> Staggerly, really? yeah, Staggerly. murder song. Come on, it is a murder. It reminds me, Richard <laughs> Marks had a murder upbeat song. Upbeat murder song. Do you remember when Richard Marks had that song? Um, right Here Waiting is a murder song, right? No, it's, no. <laughs> Rush, uh, what was it called? Uh, Wherever you go, whatever you do, I'll be right here waiting for you, and then I murder Stalker. you. Stalker. That's, that's the lyrics. I watch Lifetime movies, and that yes. happens in everyone. Whatever you do, Speaking of I Lifetime movies, be. Annabeth has a Lifetime movie coming up uh, that will... Be talking a little Summer bit about of secrets. Rush Street. Do you remember Rush Street? Down on Rush. No, that's just uh, nope. the album. Well, nope. the album had <laughs> um, it had uh, take this heart. I had a um, in high school. I had in an ironic way. I had a Richard Marks keychain, and my stepbrother threw it out the car window. He's like, "What is this?" And threw it out. I was like, "It was a joke anyway." But now it's gone. Anyway. That's all, that's the only thing I can relate to with Richard Marks. Bastard. Well, 
If I had known he had a murder song, I could have been yep. like, what were you doing? Yep. He's got a murder song. He's got a murder song, you ass. Now but I know what to get Go back and you. get it. Yeah. Go back and get my Richard Marks yeah. keychain because he's got a murder song. Yeah. Just like Staggerly, which is in Shag, which everybody's <laughs> going to love. Enjoy. Thank mm-hmm. you for listening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I know we alluded to this a little bit in the episode, but yeah, Patreon is coming. Patreon is coming this month. Mm-hmm. So uh, be on the lookout. And like we said in the intro to Matt Adler, it's not your typical, you know, episodes, commercial free type stuff. It's 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 original content. It's original. Well, we don't have any good. commercials for starters, so that would well, be kind you know, first of, of, of all, yeah, but right. you get commercial free stuff right. anyways. <laughs> and, very odd and we can promise and, we yeah. we, we can start promise. putting two dollar late fee commercials during two dollar late fee. Be like stop yeah. for a commercial break and it'll be like so true. in two weeks you can see <laughs> or you can hear Annabeth Gish and our, you know or Let's you know stop for this it's so good yeah that's a yep. really good point like yep. do it just when start doing... adding commercials so then yep. for Patreon listeners you can have commercial free that's hey everybody really check out two dollar late fee starring Zach and Dustin uh, <laughs> like wasn't I just doing that anyway back to the show yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no I I think um, you know what we have coming out on Patreon. Uh, is very special. We can't talk about it yet, but there is something we're collaborating with somebody on uh, that's going to be a part of Patreon. It's going to be Very special. Very exciting. Um, the mix CD, the, uh, the, 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 the six question, the $2 six questions. What does Dustin know? What is, why does Zach own this? All these things that you're going to find on Patreon. That inquiring minds want to know. A lot yeah. of good stuff, I think, too. Yeah, you should burning just go and questions. check out the... These are burning questions <laughs> that listeners have. What does Dustin know? Why does Zach have that? Like, these, we need to know these answers, and I will pay $2 for it. Why does he have the Blu-ray to shag? Well, yeah, yeah, go watch yeah, shag, and you'll know yeah. why. And you try and get it and see how hard it is. Then. Yeah. It was We're like, go really watch hard. this movie. Sorry, it's too hard to find. <laughs> Sorry, you can't. Anyway, back to Patreon. Um, no, no, no. Just, just keep an eye out for Patreon because it's coming. Oh, by the way, that Richard Mark song is called Hazard. Oh, well, that's appropriately and named. And it's a great. And if you watch the video, it's black and white. It's a murder mystery video. Mm. It's very controversial. Does JB Fletcher solve the crime? If not, mm. I'm not in. No, but or... RM does. Richard Marks. Oh. Well, Aaron, Aaron's definitely going to be back down the road, uh, and maybe we'll do a yes, yes. We'll do girls just want to have fun, and we'll get Kristen on here as well. Ooh, that is I love it! Movie. I love it um, because that's going to be a fun one. But until then, uh, check out our interview with Annabeth in two weeks. Annabeth Gish. Uh, keep an eye out for Patreon on our social media, and if you listen to us, I know we say that. I know we say this at the end, but please. so let's not say it. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> It was Stagley and Billy, two men who Hey everybody, this is Annabeth Gish, and I want you to join me and Zach and Dustin as we go down memory lane with Pudge from Shag and Kat from Mystic Pizza and Ryan from Hiding Out. Oh, listen, I just wanted to say goodbye and remind you 
that the good guys always win, even in the 80s. All right, thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Don't forget to subscribe and give us a four... Is it five-star rating? <laughs> Don't forget to subscribe and give us a five-star rating on iTunes. We really... Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a five-star rating on iTunes. If you listen to us on Spotify, that's great too. And you can find us on the internet. <laughs> Don't forget to check out our website at $2LateFee.com and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Podcast. We'll see you next time. We did it. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.